I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. In just a few moments, we expect uh, President Biden to give an important address on the anniversary of the January 6th attack. This address will be taking place in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, January 6, 2021, a day that will live in infamy uh, in our country for our democracy. And frankly, the insurrection is still ongoing as MAGA Republicans seek to celebrate this day, seek to further undermine our democracy, our institutions, and make martyrs and heroes out of the January 6th insurrectionists. In just a few moments, we will be going live with President Biden's speech. Don't worry, as soon as he go live, we will bring that to you right here. But I want to show you the contrast right now as we wait for President Biden to take the stage. And I think it is important to know the threats that our democracy is under right now, which we expect President Biden to directly address and confront in this speech as we reflect on the anniversary of the January 6th insurrection. As President Biden will be speaking about our democracy, about our enduring values under our constitution, our constitution is under attack by Donald Trump, by MAGA Republicans. And you don't just have to take my word for it. Why don't we listen to Donald Trump's words? This is what Donald Trump says as he travels the country in these traveling fascist circus events that he calls rallies, where he applauds the January 6th insurrectionists, where Donald Trump calls the insurrectionists hostages. Play this clip. Minneapolis, where they took over the police station. They took it over and they burned it down. By the way, what happened to those people? Are those people in jail with the, J, with the J6 hostages? What happened to those people, come to think of it? They're not in jail with the J6 hostages. I don't call them prisoners. I call them hostages. They're hostages. Donald Trump calling the January 6th insurrectionist hostages. He says they're not prisoners. By the way, what happened with people who acted violently during uh, protests post-George Floyd, they're in jail. They got sentenced. A very quick and easy Google search could identify that, but don't let the facts get in the way of a MAGA Republican conspiracy. But it's not only that Donald Trump calls the insurrectionists patriotic, not only does Donald Trump call them hostages, but Donald Trump created a song with them. That's right. Donald Trump created a song with the most dangerous January 6th rioters, and they created a band together called the J6 Choir. And before Donald Trump delivers those traveling fascist circus event speeches, like the one I just showed, they pledge allegiance to the J6th insurrectionists. They pledge allegiance to the J6 Choir. And Donald Trump goes around and brags about making a song with terrorists. Let's not mince words here. Terrorists. Here's Donald Trump bragging about the song that he created on Hannity. Play this clip. 
By the way, that's sort of like... Are you really beating this Taylor is, Swift, by the way? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, the J6 is beating Taylor Swift. It's yeah. Donald Trump and the J6 prisoners. The, the Pledge and of Allegiance. on iTunes and on Amazon wow. and on Billboard, which is the big deal. Number one, Donald Trump. So now I feel like Elvis because now we've done The Apprentice. That was a great success. We did... Now I've done... Now I've done a recording or whatever you call it but no it was number one and you know what that is that's a tribute to the fact that people feel the j6 people have been very unfairly treated just no you think that MAGA republicans think that because you've become the party of insurrectionists and in just a few moments when president biden gives this address on the anniversary of January 6th, or one day from the anniversary of January 6th, we should reflect on the contrast here, the contrast between President Biden and a pro-democracy community and what you are seeing there, institutionalized in the MAGA Republican Party who are supporters of terrorism right now, who are supporters of terrorists. And you don't just have to say, oh, Ben, you're using hyperbole. Why are, why are you saying it like that? Let's just take a look at some of these photographs as well of top MAGA Republican leaders just hanging out with people who have been convicted of seditious conspiracy, right? Here you have uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott with uh, one of the leaders of the Proud Boys, Joe Biggs, right there. You see them hanging out. There's dozens of pictures like this of MAGA Republican leaders with uh, terrorists like this. And by the way, we shouldn't forget about what was happening leading up to the insurrection. Take a look at these photos from the White House. Mid-December, Enrique Tarrio, the leader of the Proud Boys, posted this in December of 2020. Last minute invite to an undisclosed location. Wow, I'm in awe. And not only that, but he got up to the residence, which is closed to the public. Just think about that. It'd be like inviting Timothy McVeigh into the White House. And that's what Donald Trump did. Enrique Ontario hanging out in the White House, in our White House. Donald Trump putting his middle finger to democracy and more than that. I'll show you this as well as I will show you the contrast between Donald Trump and President Biden here. One of the things that Donald Trump says over and over again in his speeches after playing the J6 choir anthem is that he is a proud election denier. That's part of his speech, a proud election denier and encourages others to do that as well. We're going to hold off playing that um, but first, let's bring you to President Biden speaking at Valley Forge on the January 6th anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Thank you. Please. Thank you very, very much. Today, uh, the topic of my speech today is deadly serious. And uh, I think it needs to be made at the outset of this campaign. In the winter of 1777, it was harsh and cold as the Continental Army marched to Valley Forge. 
General George Washington knew he faced the most daunting of tasks, to fight and win a war against the most powerful empire in existence in the world at the time. His mission was clear, liberty, not conquest, freedom, not domination, national independence, not individual glory. America made a vow, never again would we bow down to a king. Months ahead would be incredibly difficult. But General Washington knew something in his bones, something about the spirit of the troops he was leading, something, something about the soul of the nation he was struggling to be born. In his general order, he predicted, and I quote, with one heart and one mind, with fortitude and with patience, they would overcome every difficulty, the troops he was leading. And they did. They did. This army that lacked blankets and food, clothes and shoes, this army whose march left bloody bare footprints in the snow, this ragtag army made up of ordinary people, their mission, George Washington declared, was nothing less than a sacred cause. That was the phrase he used, a sacred cause. Freedom, liberty, democracy, American democracy. I just visited the grounds of Valley Forge. I've been there a number of times from the time I was a Boy Scout years ago. You know, it's the very site that I think every American should visit because it tells the story of the pain and the suffering and the true patriotism it took to make America. Today, we gather in a new year, some 246 years later, just one day before January 6th. A day forever shared in our memory because it was on that day that we nearly lost America, lost it all. Today, we're here to answer the most important of questions. Is democracy still America's sacred cause? I mean it. This is not rhetorical, academic, or hypothetical. Whether democracy is still America's sacred cause is the most urgent question of our time. And it's what the 2024 election is all about. The choice is clear. Donald Trump's campaign is about him, not America, not you. Donald Trump's campaign is obsessed with the past, not the future. He's willing to sacrifice our democracy, put himself in power. Our campaign is different. For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's about every age and background that occupy this country. It's about the future we're going to continue to build together. And our campaign is about preserving and strengthening our American democracy. Three years ago tomorrow, we saw with our own eyes the violent mob storm the United States Capitol. It was almost in disbelief as you first turned on the television. For the first time in our history, insurrectionists had come to stop the peaceful transfer, transfer of power in America. First time, smashing windows, shattering doors, attacking the police. Outside, gallows were erected as the MAGA crowd chanted, hang Mike Pence. Inside, 
They hunted for Speaker Pelosi. The House was chanting as they marched through and smashed windows. Where's Nancy? Over 140 police officers were injured. Jill and I attended the funeral of police officers who died as a result of the events of that day. Because, Donald, because of Donald Trump's lies, they died because these lies brought a mob to Washington. He promised it would be wild, and it was. He told the crowd to fight like hell, and all hell was unleashed. He promised he would write them, write them. Everything they did, he would be side by side with them. Then, as usual, he left the dirty work to others. He retreated to the White House. As America was attacked from within, Donald Trump watched on TV in a private small dining room off, my oval, oval, off the Oval Office. The entire nation watched in horror. The whole world watched in disbelief. And Trump did nothing. Members of his staff, members of his family, Republican leaders who were under attack for the, at that very moment pled with him, act, call off the mob. Imagine had he gone out and said, stop. And still, Trump did nothing. It was among the worst derelictions of duty by a president in American history. An attempt to overturn a free and fair election by force and violence. A record 81 million people voted for my candidacy and to end his presidency. Trump lost the popular vote by 7 million. Trump's claims about the 2020 election never could stand up in court. Trump lost 60 court cases, 60. Trump lost the Republican-controlled states. Trump lost before a Trump-appointed judge and then judges. And Trump lost before the United States Supreme Court. All of it, he lost. <clears throat> Trump lost recount after recount after recount and state after state. But in desperation and weakness, Trump and his MAGA followers went after election officials who, in, who ensured your power as a citizen would be heard. These public servants had their lives forever upended by attacks and death threats for simply doing their jobs. In Atlanta, Georgia, a brave black mother and her daughter, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, were doing their jobs electing workers until Donald Trump and his MAGA followers targeted and threatened them, forcing them from their homes and unleashing racist vitriol on them. Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, who was just hit with a $148 million judgment for cruelty and defamation that he inflicted against them. Other state and local elected officials across the country face similar personal attacks. In addition, Fox News agreed to pay a record eight, $787 million for the lies they told about voter fraud. Let's be clear about the 2020 election. Trump exhausted every legal avenue available to him to overturn the election, every one. But the legal path just took Trump back to the truth, that I had won the election and he was a loser. Well, 
So knowing how his mind works now, he had one he had one act left, one desperate act available to him. The violence of January the 6th. And since that day, more than 1,200 people have been charged for their assault on the Capitol. Nearly 900 of them have been convicted or pled guilty. Collectively to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. And what's Trump done? Instead of calling them criminals, he's called these, these insurrectionists patriots. They're patriots. And he promised to pardon them if he returns to office. Trump said that there was a lot of love on January the 6th. The rest of the nation, including law enforcement, saw a lot of hate and violence. One Capitol Police officer called it a medieval battle. That same officer called vile rape, was called vile racist names. He said he was more afraid in the capital of the United States of America, in the chambers, than when he was fighting as a soldier in the war in Iraq. He said he was more afraid inside the halls of Congress than fighting in the war in Iraq. In trying to rewrite the facts of January 6th, Trump is trying to steal history the same way he tried to steal the election. But he, we knew the truth because we saw it with our own eyes. So it wasn't like something, a story being told. It was on television repeatedly. We saw it with our own eyes. Trump's mob wasn't a peaceful protest. It was a violent assault. They were insurrectionists, not patriots. They weren't there to uphold the Constitution. They were there to destroy the Constitution. Trump won't do what an American president must do. He refuses to denounce political violence. So hear me clearly. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy, none. It can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. And yet Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped up by the big Trump lie, taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull and echoing the very same words used on January 6th, where's Nancy? And he thinks that's funny. He laughed about it. What a sick My God. I, I think it's despicable, seriously. I was just repressive for any person to say that. But to say it to the whole world listening, when I was overseas, anyway. Oh, Trump's assault on democracy isn't just part of his past. It's what he's promising for the future. He's being straightforward. He's not hiding the ball. His first rally for the 2024 campaign opened with a choir of January 6th insurrectionists singing from prison on a cell phone. While images of the January 6th riot played on a big screen behind him at his rally. Can you believe that? 
This is like something out of a fairy tale, bad fairy tale. Trump began his 2024 campaign by glorifying the failed violent insurrection at our, on our Capitol. The guy who claims law and order sows lawlessness and disorder. Trump's not concerned about your future, I promise you. Trump is now promising a full-scale campaign of revenge and retribution, his words, for some years to come. They were his words, not mine. He went on to say he'd be a dictator on day one. I mean, if I write in a book of fiction, I said an American president said that. And not in jest. He called in, I quote, the termination, quote, this is a quote, the termination of all the rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the U.S. Constitution, should be terminated if fits his will. It's really kind of hard to believe. Even found in the Constitution, he could terminate? He's threatened the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff with the death penalty. Says he should be put to death because the chairman put his oath to the Constitution ahead of his personal loyalty to Trump. This is coming from a president who called, when he visited cemeteries, called dead soldiers suckers and losers. Remember that? Sometimes I'm really happy the Irish should be can't be seen. <laughs> it was right around the time I was at Bo's grave, Tommy. How dare he? Who in God's name does he think he is? With former aides, Trump plans to invoke the Insurrection Act, the Insurrection Act which would allow him to deploy, which is not allowed to do in ordinary circumstances, allow him to deploy U.S. military forces on the streets of America. He said it. He calls those who oppose him vermin. He talks about the blood of America as being poisoned, echoing the same exact language used in Nazi Germany. He proudly posts on social media the words that best describe his 2024 campaign, quote, revenge, quote, power, and quote, dictatorship. There's no confusion about who Trump is, what he intends to do. I placed my hand on our family Bible, and I swore an oath on the very same steps of the Capitol just 14 days after the attack on January the 6th. As I looked out over the capital city, whose streets were lined with National Guard to prevent another attack, I saw an American that had been pushed to the brink, America that had been pushed to the brink. But I felt enormous pride, not in winning, I felt enormous pride in America because American democracy had been tested American democracy had held together. 
when Trump had seen weakness in our democracy and continues to talk about it, I saw strength, your strength. It's not hyperbole, your strength, your integrity, American strength and integrity, ordinary citizens, state election officials, the American judicial system had put the Constitution first and sometimes at their peril, at their peril. Because of them, because of you, the will of the people prevailed. Not the anger of the mob or the appetites of one man. When the attack on January 6th happened, there was no doubt about the truth. At the time, even Republican members of Congress and Fox News commentators publicly and privately condemned the attack. As one Republican senator said, Trump's behavior was embarrassing and humiliating for the country. But now that same senator and those same people have changed their tune. As time has gone on, gone on, politics, fear, money, all have intervened. And now these MAGA voices who know the truth about Trump on January 6th have abandoned the truth and abandoned the democracy. They made their choice. Now the rest of us, Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we have to make our choice. I know mine, and I believe I know America's. We'll defend the truth, not give in to the big lie. We'll embrace the Constitution and the Declaration, not abandon it. We'll honor the sacred cause of democracy, not walk away from it. Today, I make this sacred pledge to you, the defense, protection, and preservation of American democracy will remain as it has been, the central cause of my presidency. America, as we begin this election year, we must be clear, democracy is on the ballot. Your freedom is on the ballot. <laughs> yes, we'll be voting on many issues. On the freedom to vote and have your vote counted. On the freedom of a choice. The freedom to have a fair shot. The freedom from fear. <laughs> and we'll debate and disagree without democracy. No progress is possible. Think about it. The alternative democracy is dictatorship. The rule of one, not the rule of the we, the people. That's what the soldiers of Valley Forge understood. And so was me. What's what, what we have to understand it as well. We've been blessed so long with a strong, stable democracy. It's easy to forget why so many before us risked their lives and strengthened democracy. What our lives would be without it. Democracy means having the freedom to speak your mind, to be who you are, to be who you want to be. Democracy is about being able to bring about peaceful change. Democracy. Democracy is how we've opened the doors of opportunity wider and wider with each successive generation, not with, notwithstanding our mistakes. But if democracy falls, we'll lose that freedom. 
We'll lose the power of we, the people, to shape our destiny. If you doubt me, look around the world. Travel with me as I meet with other heads of state throughout the world. Look at the authoritarian leaders and dictators Trump says he admires. He out loud says he admires. Won't go through them all. It'll take too long. Look, remember how he refers, where he, where he refers to what he calls love letter exchanges between he and the dictator of North Korea? Those women and men out there in the audience ever fought for the American military. Did you ever believe you'd hear a president say something like that? His admiration for Putin. I could go on. And look at what these autocrats are doing to limit freedom in their countries. They're limiting freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom to assemble, women's rights, LGBTQ rights. People are going to jail. So much more. It's true, the push and pull of American history is not a fairy tale. Every stride forward in America is met with ferocious backlash many times from those who fear progress and those who exploit that fear for their own personal gain. From those who traffic in lies told for power and profit. For those who are driven by grievance and grift, consumed by conspiracy and victimhood. From those who seek to bury history and ban books. Everything can be in a political event, talking about book banning for presidential and the presidential election. The choice and contest between those forces, those competing forces, between solidarity and division is perennial. But this time it's so different. You can't have a contest. You can't have a contest if you see politics as an all-out war instead of a peaceful way to resolve our differences. All-out war is what Trump wants. That's why he doesn't understand the most fundamental truth about this country. Unlike other nations on Earth, America is not built on ethnicity, religion, geography. We're the only nation in the history of the world built on an idea. Not hyperbole, built on an idea. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal. It's an idea declared in the Declaration, created in a way that we've viewed everybody as equal and be, should be treated equal throughout their lives. We've never fully lived up to that. We have a long way to go. But we've never walked away from the idea. We've never walked away from it. And I promise you, I will not let Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans <laughs> force us to walk away now. We're living in an era where a determined minority is doing everything in its power to try to destroy our democracy for their own agenda. The American people know it. And they're standing bravely in the breach. Remember after 2020, January 6th insurrection to undo the election in which more Americans had voted than any other in American history? America saw the threat posed to the country. And they voted them out. In 2022, historic midterm election. In state after state, election after election, the election deniers were defeated. Now in 2024, 
Trump is wanting as the denier in chief, the election denier in chief. Once again, he's saying he won't honor the results of the election if he loses. Trump says he doesn't understand. Well, he still doesn't understand the basic truth. That is, you can't love your country only when you win. You can't love your country only when you win. So I'll keep my commitment to be president for all of America, whether you voted for me or not. I've done it for the last three years and I'll continue to do it. Together, we can keep proving that America is still a country that believes in decency, dignity, honesty, honor, truth. We still believe that no one, not even the president, is above the law. We still believe. The vast majority of us still believe that everyone deserves a fair shot at making it. We're still a nation that gives hate no safe harbor. I tell you from my experience working with leaders around the world, and I mean this sincerely, not a joke, that America is still viewed as the beacon of democracy for the world. I can't tell you how many, how many world leaders, and I know all of them, virtually all of them, grab my arm in private and say, he can't win. Tell me. No, my country will be at risk. Think of how many countries, Tommy, you know that are on the, burn, on the edge. Imagine. We still believe in we the people. That includes all of us, not some of us. Let me close with this. In the cold winter of 1777, George Washington and his American troops of Valley Forge waged the battle on behalf of a revolutionary idea. That everyday people, like where I come from and the vast majority of you, not a king or a dictator, that everyday people can govern themselves without a king or a dictator. In fact, in the rotunda of the Capitol, there's a giant painting of General George Washington, not President Washington. And he is resigning his commission as commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. A European king at the, at the time said, after he won the revolution, now's the time for him to declare his kingship. But instead, the mob that attacked the Capitol, waving Trump flags and Confederate flags, stormed right past that portrait. The image of George Washington gave them no pause, but it should have. The artist who painted that portrait memorialized that moment because he said it was, quote, one of the highest moral lessons ever given to the world, end of quote. George Washington was the height of his power, having just defeated the most powerful empire on earth. Could have held on to power as long as he wanted. He could have made himself not a future president, but a future monarch, in effect. And by the way, when he got elected president, he could have stayed for two, three, four, five terms till he died. But that wasn't the America he and the American troops of Valley Forge had fought for. In America, genuine leaders, democratic leaders with a small d, don't hold on to power relentlessly. 
Our leaders return power to the people, and they do it willingly, because that's the deal. You do your duty. You serve your country. And ours is a country worthy of service, as many Republican presidents and Democratic presidents have shown over the years. We're not perfect, but at our best, we face, on, we face head on the good, the bad, the truth of who we are. We look in the mirror and ultimately never pretend we're something we're not. That's what great nations do. And we're a great nation. We're the greatest nation on the face of the earth. We really are. That's the America I see in our future. We get up, we carry on, we never bow, we never bend. We speak of possibilities, not carnage. We're not weighed down by grievances. We don't foster fear. We don't walk around as victims. We take charge of our destiny. We get our job done with, our people, with the help of the people we find in America, who find their place in a changing world and dream and build a future that not only they, but all people deserve a shot at. We don't believe, none of you believe America's failing. We know America's winning. That's American patriotism. <clears throat> it's not winning because of Joe Biden. It's winning. This is the first national election since January 6th. Insurrection placed a dagger at the throat of American democracy since that moment. We all know who Donald Trump is. The question we have to answer is, who are we? That's what's at stake. Who are we? In the year ahead, as you talk to your family and friends, cast your ballots, the power is in your hands. After all we've been through in our history, from independence to civil war, to two world wars, to a pandemic, to insurrection, I refuse to believe that in 2024, we Americans will choose to walk away from what's made us the greatest nation in the history of the world. Freedom, liberty, democracy is still a sacred cause. And there's no country in the world better positioned to lead the world than America. That's why I've said it many times. That's why I've never been more optimistic about our future. And I've been doing this a hell of a long time. Just to remember who we are with patience and fortitude, with one heart. We are the United States of America, for God's sake. I mean it. There is nothing. I believe that every fiber, there's nothing beyond our capacity if we act together and decently with one another. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean it. We're the only nation in the world that's come out of every crisis stronger than we went into that crisis. <clears throat> that was true yesterday. It is true today. And I guarantee you, will be true tomorrow. God bless you all and may God protect our troops.
there you have it, President Biden with a historic speech in Valley Forge, a massive historical significance, that site, uh, Americans in the Revolutionary War fighting back. And you see Dr. Uh, Jill Biden embracing President Biden with, with love. What a... See if he says anything else. And with that, President Biden asked us an important question. Who are we as Americans? Who are we as Americans? This was a campaign speech kicking off what we've seen now as President Joe Biden's campaign. Joe Biden has not been in campaign mode until this speech that you just observed and the contrast could not be clearer right there between democracy versus dictatorship. That was the speech. President Biden talking about how important democracy is, how democracy itself is on the ballot, how our very freedoms are on the ballot in 2024, and contrasting it to Donald Trump's behavior. That contrast was so clear in the speech and President Biden drew that contrast over and over again. President Biden spoke about honor, integrity, decency, the oath that he took to support, protect, and defend our democracy, that we are not a nation of victimhood, like Donald Trump running around the country whining and complaining and only supporting the country if you win, rejecting democracy. And over and over again, President Biden gave concrete examples and asked the question, similarly to how we ask the questions here on the Midas Touch Network, could you ever believe that you would have somebody like Donald Trump occupying the White House and now running for the presidency who would say these things? who would sing songs with January 6th insurrectionists, call them patriots and come out with a band called the J6 Choir, President Biden asked the crowd. Could you ever believe that there would be someone to occupy the Oval Office and to run for the presidency who would mock someone like Nancy Pelosi and her husband almost getting killed by an intruder using the language of insurrectionist and make a joke about that? Could you ever believe that you would have somebody running for the office of the presidency who would say that they want to be a dictator on day one? Somebody who has said that they want to terminate the Constitution? Somebody who says that uh, immigrants are vermin and poisoning the blood of the American people? Could you ever believe that that's where the Republican Party would be? And President Biden said, look, I'm confident that Democrats, independents, and mainstream Republicans will come together to support our democracy. That was President Biden right there at his finest. Democracy itself is on the ballot. Our freedom is on the ballot. And President Biden said that he's taken a sacred pledge 
to make this campaign about democracy like the very oath that he took to support, protect, and defend our democracy. By the way, Donald Trump has stated in legal papers that he did not take the oath to support our constitution. That's one of the arguments that Donald Trump makes. There it is right there. That's a recent legal brief filed by Donald Trump's lawyers saying Donald Trump did not take the oath to support the Constitution of the United States. What a powerful speech indeed. I want to go through some of the highlights of this speech right now given by President Biden. So the first clip I want to show you is where President Biden talks about how Donald Trump uh, at his rallies jokes about the intruder who tried to kill Nancy Pelosi's uh, husband. Here, let's play this clip. You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. And yet Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped up by the big Trump lie, taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull and echoing the very same words used on January 6th. Where's Nancy? And he thinks that's funny. He laughed about it. What a sick. <laughs> My God. I think it's despicable, seriously. Not just for a president, for any person to say that. But to say it to the whole world listening. When I was overseas, anyway. Oh, God. What a sick, and then he paused for a second. He goes, if anybody said this, setting aside if you were running for the presidency, if any human being made comments like that, it'd be the most disgusting thing ever. Could you ever imagine that this would be what was happening in the United States of America? Here, President Biden emphasizes just how badly Donald Trump lost in the 2020 election. Here, play this clip. An attempt to overturn a free and fair election by force and violence. A record 81 million people voted for my candidacy and to end his presidency. Trump lost the popular vote by 7 million. Trump's claims about the 2020 election never could stand up in court. Trump lost 60 court cases, 60. Trump lost the Republican-controlled states. Trump lost before a Trump-appointed judge, and then judges. And Trump lost before the United States Supreme Court. All of it, he lost. <clears throat> Trump lost recount after recount after recount and state after state. But in desperation and weakness, Trump and his MAGA followers went after election officials who, in, who ensured your power as a citizen would be heard. These public service had their lives forever upended by attacks and death threats for simply doing their jobs. Next, President Biden talked about how cowardly Donald Trump was during the insurrection and how Donald Trump retreated to the White House as Americans watched with horror. Here, play that clip. Over 140 police officers were injured. Jill and I attended the funeral of police officers who died as a result of the events of that day. Because, Donald, because of Donald Trump's lies, 
They died because these lies brought a mob to Washington. He promised it would be wild, and it was. He told the crowd to fight like hell, and all hell was unleashed. He promised he would write them, write them, everything they did. He would be side by side with them. Then, as usual, he left the dirty work to others. He retreated to the White House. As America was attacked from within, Donald Trump watched on TV in a private small dining room off, my oval, oval, off the Oval Office. The entire nation watched in horror. The whole world watched in disbelief. And Trump did nothing. Members of his staff, members of his family, Republican leaders who were under attack for the, at that very moment, pled with him, act, call off the mob. Imagine had he gone out and said, stop. And still, Trump did nothing. It was among the worst derelictions of duty by a president in American history. Not mincing words at all. The worst dereliction in the history of the United States presidency. And then President Biden goes on to say that Donald Trump has made this entire campaign not about the American people, but about Donald Trump's grievances. Donald Trump whining. Me, 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 me. Watch President Biden talk about how Donald Trump's campaign is just about him. Play this clip. The choice is clear. Donald Trump's campaign is about him. Not America, not you. Donald Trump's campaign is obsessed with the past, not the future. He's willing to sacrifice our democracy, put himself in power. Our campaign is different. For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's about every age and background that occupy this country. It's about the future we're going to continue to build together. And our campaign is about preserving and strengthening our American democracy. This was a line that I liked by President Biden, where he looked at the camera and said that Trump is a loser. And as he tried to challenge the results of the free and fair election, it came back with the same conclusion. You are a loser. Play this clip. Everyone. But the legal path just took Trump back to the truth that I had won the election and he was a loser. Well, next, President Biden then talks about the January 6th insurrection, about how Donald Trump says that there was so much love in the insurrection. There was such a great deal of love. Here, play this clip. Trump said that there was a lot of love on January the 6th. The rest of the nation, including law enforcement, saw a lot of hate and violence. One Capitol Police officer called it a medieval battle. That same officer called vile rape, was called vile racist names. He said he was more afraid in the capital of the United States of America in the chambers than when he was fighting as a soldier in the war in Iraq. So he was more afraid inside the halls of Congress than fighting in the war in Iraq. And next, President Biden talks about something we've been 
showing you a lot here on the Midas Touch Network how when Donald Trump opens up all of these traveling fascist circus events that Trump calls a rally, it always begins with the J6 Choir, a song that Donald Trump created with the insurrectionists and the MAGA folks who show up pledge allegiance to the J6 Choir, a song that Donald Trump made with the January 6th prisoners who Donald Trump calls patriotic and made this song about. Let's play this clip of President Biden first talking about what Donald Trump does with the J6 Choir. Here, play this clip. He's not hiding the ball. His first rally for the 2024 campaign opened with a choir of January 6th insurrectionists singing from prison on a cell phone. While images of the January 6th ride played on a big screen behind him at his rally. Can you believe that? Not only can I believe that, but Donald Trump has copyrighted the song with the J6th insurrectionist. So I can't play for you the song right now, nor would I really want to play for you that song. But I can show you this. This is when Donald Trump, after he plays the J6th choir, he brags to a crowd at his traveling fascist circus events that he calls a rally about his song with the January 6th terrorists. Here, play this clip. And they asked me whether or not I would partake and do the beautiful words. And I said, yes, I would. And you saw the spirit. The, uh, the spirit was incredible. And when that came out, it went to the number one song. It was beating everybody. It beat uh, Taylor Swift. It beat Molly Cyrus, who was number one and two. They were number one and two. We knocked them off for a long time. And that's him bragging about it right there. Um, next up, horrific, you have President Biden says that he's going to say what Trump will never say. Here, let's play this clip. They weren't there to uphold the Constitution. They were there to destroy the Constitution. Trump won't do what an American president must do. He refuses to denounce political violence. So hear me clearly. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy, none. You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. Next up, President Biden talks about how Donald Trump threatened the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the United States military with death. Play this clip. He's threatened the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff with the death penalty. Says he should be put to death because the chairman put his oath to the Constitution ahead of his personal loyalty to Trump. This is coming from a president who called when he visited cemeteries, called dead soldiers suckers and losers. Remember that? Sometimes I'm really happy the Irish in me can't be seen. <laughs> it was right around the time I was at Bo's grave, Tommy. How dare he? 
Who in God's name does he think he is? And then President Biden brings up how Donald Trump's been quoting Adolf Hitler uh, in his recent traveling fascist circus events that Trump calls rallies. Here, play this clip. He calls those who oppose him vermin. He talks about the blood of America as being poisoned, echoing the same exact language used in Nazi Germany. He proudly posts on social media the words that best describe his 2024 campaign, quote, revenge, quote, power, and quote, dictatorship. There's no confusion about who Trump is, what he intends to do. And now compare what you just saw in President Biden's speech to a speech by Donald Trump. And this is what he says that he is proud of. You saw President Biden give a defense right there of democracy. I'm just showing you what is President Biden saying. Let me show you what Donald Trump says in contrast to what President Biden says. Here, play this clip. What difference does that make? Like tens of millions of people within our nation, I'm proud and strong. Election, I'm a very proud election denier. I'm a proud election denier. Going back to what President Biden said, have you, did you ever think that you would have someone running for the highest office in our land who's already disgraced the Oval Office and held that position say things like that, I am a proud election denier. And I want to show you this clip because I don't think it gets nearly enough attention with all of the news that's out there. But Donald Trump in this tent during the January 6th insurrection, after all the powerful things that you've just heard President Biden say, and as President Biden said that what Donald Trump did on January 6th was the biggest dereliction of duty in the history of the United States presidency. And I'll just show you exhibit A for that. And this is Kimberly Guilfoyle, Don Jr., and Donald Trump in this tent during the insurrection, partying, dancing, laughing, while our nation was under attack because of their conduct, their behavior. Watch this.
just a couple of seconds here, guys. So uh, check it out. Tune in. Do the live stream. It's gonna be good. Shout out, Mark Meadows. An actual fighter. One of the few. A real fighter. Thank you, Mark. Kimberly. Depraved and disgusting people. Depraved and disgusting people. Traitors to our country. Treason is what you just watched. And I was proud that President Biden came out in 2024 swigging. You know, he wasn't campaigning in 2023. He was running our country. He was getting inflation under control caused by Donald Trump and these MAGA Republican idiots who added $8 trillion of debt to our country. And the arsonists want to all put it on President Biden. President Biden was working for our country, standing up to Vladimir Putin, putting our economy on a positive track that it is on now as MAGA Republicans try it at every step of the way to attack him. That's what President Biden was doing in 2023. And now President Biden is in campaign mode. I want to share this with you as well, because a few weeks back, I had the opportunity to interview uh, President Biden in Colorado in Lauren Boebert's congressional district or her former congressional district because shortly after this interview that President Biden did with me at a factory that had tons of jobs being added because of policies by President Biden, Lauren Boebert left the third congressional district like the MAGA victimhood person that she is. But let's play this clip of the interview I did with President Biden a few weeks back in Pueblo, Colorado, at a windmill factory where jobs are being created because of President Biden. And I think that this interview and around this time, I think this is where we started to see the momentum shift, not just because it was an interview with Midas Touch, but President Biden went out there, said, I'm going to go to Pueblo, Colorado. I'm going to go to these places. I'm going to talk to the American people about what has been achieved under this administration. Play this clip. I made a speech in Independence Hall saying that our democracy is at risk. And even the press said, what are you talking about? Well, guess what? The vast majority of the American people thought it was, too. The idea that we have a former president who may be the nominee saying that he thinks they should be able to essentially walk away from the Constitution. He should be, I mean, the things they're saying are just off the wall. The idea that democracy is inevitable is just not true. It's under siege. And we have to put a stamp of democracy on everything we do. We have to put a stamp of democracy on everything we do. And again, this we're comparing and contrasting. Contrast that interview I did with President Biden to the one that was done by Meet the Press and Donald Trump. And this is what Donald Trump said about the Proud Boys and their leader, Enrique Tarrio. Play this clip. Proud Boys uh, leader Enrique Tarrio was sentenced to 22 years in jail. Now that you know what the sentence is, 22 years yeah. in jail. Will you give him a pardon? Will Are you, you give other Proud Boys a pardon? I don't know him. I never met him. I never heard of him until I started reading this Will stuff. you pardon him? But I want to tell you 
He and other people have been treated horribly. Will you pardon him? In Minneapolis, I'd certainly look at it. I'd look at that and I'd look at all the other people that have suffered, the J6 people. The people who have suffered. And by the way, Donald Trump lies about everything. That's not exactly a news flash. Uh, you, you don't know? You don't know Enrique Tario? Really? Because I don't know. No Proud Boys stand back, stand by. Maybe they were standing by. Maybe December 2020. He was at your home? I don't know. That's Enrique Tario, December 2020, before the insurrection, posting on social media. Last minute invite to an undisclosed location. Wow. I'm in awe. Hashtag Trump 2020. But not just at the front of the White House, which only the kind of highest dignitaries get that type of treatment but oh he went to the he went to the residency where no guests are ever allowed up there and that's Enrique Tario being treated like a VIP folks here's what Enrique Tario said here pull that up never thought I'd be here hashtag Trump 2020 Enrique Tario has now been convicted of seditious conspiracy and I think one of the points in President Biden's speech is yeah none of us Americans ever thought that terrorists, would be in the White House. I don't think that's anything that we ever contemplated could even be a thing. Yet that is where we are right now. And that's what President Biden's speech was all about. Democracy versus dictatorship. Democracy versus dictatorship. We all saw with our own eyes or learned about what happened on January 6th. We know that Donald Trump poses a threat to democracy. We know this MAGA movement, this minority group in America, it's a small number of Americans there. They don't represent who America is, but they are vocal and they are threatening our democracy. So Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, let us join together to protect and defend and support our democracy. And President Biden concluded with this. Play the clip. All out war is what Trump wants. That's why he doesn't understand the most fundamental truth about this country. Unlike other nations on earth, America is not built on ethnicity, religion, geography. We're the only nation in the history of the world built on an idea, not hyperbole, built on an idea. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal. It's an idea declared in the Declaration, created in a way that we viewed everybody as equal and be, should be treated equal throughout their lives. We've never fully lived up to that. We have a long way to go. But we've never walked away from the idea. We've never walked away from it before. And I promise you, I will not let Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans force us to walk away now. A powerful speech by President Biden at Valley Forge. A powerful speech. I want to thank everybody for watching as 
we continue to expand our operations here at the Midas Touch Network in this pivotal, pivotal year. I want to remind everybody watching this that we are not funded by outside investors. Zero outside investors. So we are beholden to nobody but you, the Midas Mighty. And so the way we build this network, in addition to our pro-democracy sponsors, in addition to these YouTube memberships that activate the emojis and you can gift people memberships you see in the bottom of the YouTube, that dollar sign right there, one of the ways we're able to build this network, to continue building things like MidasTouch.com. And I would say we've got one of the best editorial teams out there at MidasTouch.com, led by our editor-in-chief, Ron Filipkowski. And again, you know, all of those clips that are out there, those rapid-fire clips, those come from ASIN, A-C-Y, and you may have seen him on social media. He's part of our editorial team, and we've got a growing editorial team. Thanks to you. And look, I don't love at the end of these episodes to have to say, if you can financially contribute, do that, because the best way you can help is by sharing these videos, letting people know about the Midas Touch Network, sharing this broadcast, sharing this YouTube channel, hitting the subscribe button right now. That's the best way you can help is telling people about this network. But if you're able to financially support the network, that's how we continue to grow. And so the way to do that right now is to go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash Midas Touch, M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H. We have a lot of great exclusive content there. We have exclusive after show podcasts that are only available at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. So if you can become a member there, it goes a long way to help build this network. And look, Legacy Media is not doing what the fourth estate should be doing. Independent media is so critical right now. And so we're doing our best to build this. So if you can't help, it's patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. Also, you can check out the Midas Touch merch at store.midastouch.com, store.midastouch.com. It has been an honor spending the better part of the last uh, hour plus with you going over President Biden's historic speech. I truly feel that the momentum is on the side of democracy, but we can't just wait around for a superhero to appear or someone to save the day. It is important for you to know that you have the ability to be the difference maker in 2024. So every single day, just do something. Share these videos, make sure uh, you know people who are registered to vote, make sure people are registered, make sure you're getting the data out there and the facts out there. That's why we spend an exhaustive amount of time here with the receipts, with the data. It's not speculation. It's here's what Trump's saying. Here's what Biden's saying. Here's what the data reflects. You can make up your decision. I'll certainly let you know what my opinion is, but I'm going to lead with the data. So share the data with your friends, family members, colleagues, and share this network. Thank you so much for watching our live coverage of President Biden's historic address as we head on to the January 6th uh, anniversary, a day that will live in infamy. 
Thank you very much. Let's keep protecting, defending, and supporting our democracy. Thank you so much. And shout out to the Midas Mighty. Thanks so much for watching. We're only a few subscribers short of 2 million subs. Please subscribe right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel for free and help us grow this unapologetically pro-democracy network.